Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Job, I want you guys side by side. And we are ready. The question is, Fort Worth, are you guys ready? This is awesome. What a great kickoff to Friday's weigh-in. All right, here's what's going to happen. We're going to call out second place, and that's going to tell us who's going to take home the first ever Bassmaster Bass Nation Kayak Series powered by Tourney X in second place with 208.75 inches is Joe McElroy, which means Mark Pendergraft oh, with 209.25 inches from the state of Texas. It's going to be taking home Mark Pendergraft Bassmaster history, a kayak national championship powered by Tourney X. We're going to welcome out brand Lambert. evangelist from Old Town, Ryan Lilly, to present the trophy in Fort Worth. Let's hear it for your first ever national champion here for the kayak series powered by Tourney X. There we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. What do you think, Mark? I don't want to have Mark what on here. What do you moment. think, Ryan? What a moment. Yeah, what a what an epic moment. You had a front row seat for that and Joe awesome on the team. water. You were everywhere this weekend or this mm -hmm. week, last week. Uh, we got right, a big man, show for you guys right. tonight. We got the uh, the Possum King, the champ, Mark Pendergraf, and runner-up Joe McElroy. Both of them put a sh show on uh, last week that we got to follow during the work week. I'm sure everybody was productive as could be those two days of the tournament. Uh, oh, yeah. On Friday, of course, for the weigh-in, but. What'd you think, Ryan? You were there. You just finished your Texas swing, you know, Rayburn, then to Possum Kingdom. What'd you think of the whole the whole show? Dude, I'm exhausted, but I did like the timing of how, you know, I could I could make one one big trip out and and knock out two tournaments. Uh, you know, we we already talked about Rayburn. It was great. It was a really good tournament. It fished really well as far as kayak setup. Then you get to Possum Kingdom, man, and it was it was what I expected Rayburn was going to be, you know, just flash floods and roads closed and, and high muddy water. Well, it, it wasn't high muddy water, but it was muddy water uh, once once it kind of settled back down into its banks. Possum Kingdom, apparently, it can't take much water. So they just open more gates and, and blow out whatever's below it. Uh, so the Brazos was, was pretty blown out below the dam. But uh, you can tell by the numbers, you know, if you found them, you found giants. Like they're huge, you know, huge fish uh in possum kingdom and they really put on a show yeah i tell you what i don't know if we'd seen anything like it earlier this year on seminole that you know those guys went back and forth brian howell and joey vanyo and then this deal blew it out of the water you know with i mean going back and forth at like one yeah at like 102 and and 104 or something is that's big but going like <laughs> you know 107 and 112 like that's uh that's a different level of swinging at the fence right there. It was crazy. Yeah, I was telling Mark, I was like, dude, I didn't even I, honestly for for like the first forty five minutes of day two, I didn't even make a cast. I just sat and updated Tourney X, just watching his freaking numbers shoot through the roof. Like it, it was it was crazy to see. It was nuts. And and you know you had a unique deal because you were following Mark, but you on the water you had like a front row seat to what Joe was doing. You were fishing close by. So, to, so we launched by Joe and I talked to Joe that morning, you know, uh, Joe was having some drive issues. So called and made sure it was okay. If we got him squared away, got his stuff fixed. And then me and Josh Evans, we went way like way across the lake and 
we fished around. It was pretty muddy, and we were, you know, watching Mark smash fish. So nothing was happening. Our flat that was a real finesse bite, it got blown out pretty bad. It was chocolate milk, so they weren't uh, they weren't biting good. And Josh was like, man, let's just go poke around up in this creek where we came from. So we went up there, and Josh Evans sticks his personal best, a freaking 23-and-three-quarter monster. <laughs> so uh, I, he's yelling. I hear him yelling. I come all the way from across the creek, get over there, you know, take some cool picks for him, whatever. And then, then Joe starts in. Then Joe's busting a 21 and three quarters, a 21. I'm like, damn, I'm like, what is happening right here? So Joe hadn't posted much at that point, but I knew he, his fish were still there. So, like, I tried to stay, like, I don't know, within six or 700 yards. I was on the opposite side of the creek, but I tried to stay within earshot because Joe is a very animated vocal guy when he's catching big fish so as soon as i hear him yell man i i would slam the torpedo and get back down there as fast as i could just to uh just to see what he'd gotten into yeah wild stuff man it was it was fun um and the other guys that finished you know in third and fourth we weren't sure because the leaderboard went off if drew or brad who had great limits respectively were going to make a push too i mean you know drew had 100 on day one we didn't know if he was going to catch up so it was we were on pins and needles a little bit till friday it really, man, I have no offense to the rest of the competitors, but watching Joe and Mark do that, it's like everybody else is fishing for third place. Like, yeah. you knew it was going to be one of those two guys, just the, the quality of bags that they put up in the time frame that they did. It was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, we're going to get those, those guys on here in a second. So we appreciate everybody that's on here from YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're watching from. Uh, share this around a little bit. I'm sure folks are going to hear these fellas' stories. We're going to get him on here and talk to him in just a second. We wanted to touch on something real quick that happened on the page during the tournament, and we don't want to lose focus on what, what tonight's about, which is celebrating these guys. But some stuff got popped up on the KBN group page that had nothing to do with the two winners, really, uh, that kind of took the focus off them last week. So I, I don't even know what to really say about that, except don't be that person. Don't do that. Don't try to take the focus away from winners for stuff that really doesn't matter in the outcome of the tournament, you know? And, and I mean, the bigger, the bigger deal is that I think what, what we saw pop up was between two, two specific anglers, two, two grownups, like, in my opinion, I think it's up to them to kind of sort out what happened and, and, you know, seriously hats off to Jason Willis. He handled things wrong up front. He did kind of got upset in the heat of the moment. He had a lot of things going wrong or a lot of kind of stressors. And he misinterpreted what was happening with with Russ, and and Friday I I got a phone call, an apology, a lengthy apology, you know, explaining what had happened. You know, I know that was not the right way to handle things. We all mess up. All of us do. Everybody does. Like you're you're going to be guilty of it at some point. But you know, kind of having the backbone to be like, hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And not only did he call myself, Russ, he called you know Christine, Dwayne, Patrick. He tried to. Uh, you know, let everybody know that that he was in the wrong and and he wants to move forward from that. So good job, Jason. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, I just don't. Some people took the vibe of you know they were trying to start a fire, then play fireman, and then complain about the fire all at the same time. And we don't we don't need that. So correct. Uh, any, any anyway, moving on uh, to the celebration that was uh, this week, and it was kind of a cool week because there was nothing else going oh. on. I mean, Rayburn was over. It was it was Possum Kingdom. There's nothing else this weekend really to focus on. So it was all about those guys in the classic so we're excited to get them in here talk to them about their their championship so what do you say you want to take a break and get them in here let's do it
All right, we'll be right back, y'all. KBN Live is brought to you by Western Sun Vodka. Western Sun Vodka is a 10 times distilled, award-winning, gluten-free vodka. They're independently owned and crafted in Pilot Point, Texas. All right, here we are. The Possum Kang, Mark Pendergraf and Joe McElroy, the champ and the runner-up. Thanks, gentlemen, for taking the time to join us, man. Oh, anytime. Outstanding. Good to yes, see you, sir. gentlemen, this afternoon. Well, what a where week. I don't even know now, where to start. Joe, how far have you made it? Uh, right north of San Antonio. I'm going to be here for a couple of days, and then I... I've got an Alabama Bass Trail Derby over on the east side of Alabama Saturday, so I got to get back in the different <laughs> mode. Good Keeping stuff. the road tied. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get this overlay fixed because there we go. I got we got to be able to see Mark's name, the Possum King, right there uh, on the bottom DK. left. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, he just. Oh my gosh. We'd like to welcome you back to social media, Mark. Uh, the champ. It was odd timing on uh, having your Facebook <laughs> dropped. I mean, when, when you use key phrases, obviously, uh, Zuckerberg world don't like it very much, and they kick you off no matter what you got going on in your life. You couldn't even status drop possum king on them to get back, could you? It's crazy. I didn't even like a message if I wanted to. Man. Oh, That's wild. Man. That's wild. Um, but you survived. I did. I came out a better man now. <laughs> yeah who, 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 we want to start with, who we want to start with Brian the, the champ or the runner up here man I honestly let's since since Joe laid the wood on day one let's start with Joe and then we'll kind of ramp it up and then what happened when Mark busted out the big stick all right all right well Joe, Joe tell us how your day one started uh day one started uh in the search mode uh, I had caught some fish during the last day of practice uh, on swim bait. Uh, and uh, the water conditions in the cove that uh, I was fishing uh, was moderately clear compared to the rest of the lake. Uh, I had monitored the lake uh, pretty much for three days and watched the mud line move its way toward the dam. and. A lot of the places I thought I wanted to fish were blown out. In fact, when you got to PK after Rayburn, you and I met up on the road and got to witness the Caddo Creek out of its bank, blocking the roads, DOT shutting us down from getting access. And that pretty much summed up you know, my decision uh, to not go there. Uh, so I stayed uh, near the cliffs and um, started that morning um, my, my ultimate goal was to fish a point where the flags are early, top water, try to catch a couple on top. And then I was going to skip the docks the rest of the day. I had been watching those docks all week. No one was skipping docks. And I had caught some good fish under those docks earlier. And I knew they were there and they were unharassed. The cables were a little bit of a problem to get around. Uh, I actually lost a good fish on the cable. Um, uh, on the last day of practice, but 
I, all in all, my plan was pretty simple. Stay close, uh, get in, fish around the docks, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, catch a limit. Uh, that morning, um, going out, uh, you know, pulled up on that point, and I thought, well, I'm going to start with a buzz bait around the rocks and and uh, a spook. Nothing happened. So I thought, well, crap, I'm going to go back in this cove, and there's a little cove. Went around, went back to back, some shallow uh, lay downs, nothing. Came back out, went around the beach, uh, started throwing swim bait, started catching fish. Uh, driftwood custom swim bait, uh, five inch version. Put a little chartreuse on it, and it was starting to work for me. Uh, the shad were kind of busting in that little pocket right there, and, and the striper had not moved in there at that point. They moved in day two, but they had, they weren't there on, on the first day. And um, so that's kind of how I started. Once the swim bait bite died off, I started dragging a worm, uh, a little Z-craw, plum, Texas rigged, and went to work. And they were there. Uh, I don't know how many fish I caught day one. It was crazy. I, it, it was freaking a I lot. Never, never you caught a lot. Like I'll that. say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot. I, I probably caught 35 fish on day one. Let's see. Let me throw up your, let me we, throw up your limit. We came by. Well, we came by at, it was early. I want to say it was like noon or something when Josh and I came back in the creek and I <clears> talked <throat> to Joe and, you know, Joe had like 104 inches at that point and Joe's like, what do I do, son? I've never been in this position. I was like, put your rod down. Like, you've got 104 inches. Like, go have a sack or something. I'm glad he didn't take advice now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, thank uh, you. Thank man, you. Man, I think Josh I'm... said he threw back out and was just hanging. <laughs> he was just hanging out there and then called up another two inches or something right after that. I mean, right after that conversation. <laughs> I, I truthfully was just trying to stay close to the flagpole, if that makes sense, and kind of run the clock out so rumor has it you were fishing pretty close to where you were staying i mean you know pretty close to the ramp or where you were where you were staying is that right uh 300 yards from the ramp 340 yards straight line to where my balcony was at the condo i had uh, (laughs) i had a front row seat for every swinging kayaker that came through and i you know (laughs) I didn't. I didn't have to. I didn't have to practice as much. I knew that nobody was catching fish from what I could see. I just knew I, I had caught fish under those docks, and that's where I was going to go fishing. Nobody. It it blew me away. I bet you fifty kayakers came through on day three of practice, and nobody, nobody stopped to skip a dock. How about that? That's Chase wild. Chase came through. Well, uh, the duck. Uh, see, I wish it would. Yeah, well, I mean, Duke, they didn't, and Duke, yeah, you know, uh, on day one of practice, Deuce. Duke was across the cove. Yeah, Deuce, Deuce Duck, great guy, by the way. I never, I didn't know who he was. I saw him fishing down the bank, and he was in a pocket and uh, had a spotting scope. I had a 70-power spotting scope. I felt like I was on a forward operating base up on a mountain somewhere in Afghanistan. <laughs> but I, I mean, I watched him, and I saw him set the hook on a fish, so I took my iPhone and I put it right up on the lens, and I videoed him landing that 24-inch fishing call. <laughs> Dang, freaking sniper up there! And he uh, did, and then showed him the video at the captain's <laughs> meeting. <laughs> he like, 
his his eyes got this big, and he looked at me like, "What the crap?" It was cool. Don't, don't, don't be thinking I ain't looking. So I'm that may be now. a new pre-fishing strategy, guys. So you don't I'll be looking at stuff on people. You can just get a spotting scope, mount on your kayak, and watch where people are catching them. I'm sitting here thinking of lacrosse here in a few months. There's a lot of high ground at lacrosse. I may just get up on the side of some of the overlooks and snipe people. I don't know. Uh, I'll show you the technique, buddy. I'll show you how it's done. All right. Well, 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 Mark, let's talk about your day one for a second because it was a, it was a slightly different story, right? Yeah, yeah, very, very different. Well, it kind of started off the same as his, and then he found him in the late day. But, yeah, slightly different. Um I actually launched, and I had a point right outside the marina that I launched at, and I had caught some good fish there in practice. Uh, caught a five-pounder right in front of Brad Case on, I think it was Monday, and chatted with him for a little bit, and then I took off somewhere else to go look around. But there was no fish there that morning, and uh, I decided to bail out, and I went all the way to Hell's Gate. Um, there's just tons of bluff walls in there, and I, I ran around Hell's Gate, um, first day of the tournament from about, I think I got there about 7.38. And I just ran all through Hell's Gate, and it was good enough to pick up four fish. And uh, the Old Town boat came by about 12, took a picture. I caught a, they came in, and I was in a little creek, and I didn't catch anything while they were there. They're like, all right, we'll catch you later. I was like, well, bye, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and they turned around to leave. And I went to this little bluff wall that was at the front of that little creek, and I popped a 17 and three quarters. I was like, don't left too early. Come back. And I told myself, I was like, man, I've got four fish. It's almost 1230. I'm going to just head out of here. I'm going to go back towards the boat ramp and fish around that area until it's time to go home. I was like, there's no way I'm going to land a top 30 finish to cut a check. I was like, I'm just going to hang out over there so I can get my boat loaded up quick and get to dinner, the bar, or wherever I'm going. <laughs> and uh, yes. got to the boat ramp. And I, it's a thing here in Texas, I guess. We fish the boat ramp. Um, I'm known for doing it. I will always finish out a day on a boat ramp if I can. You can always at least call up one fish or finish a limit usually. And I made a cast. Sorry, I'm really hoarse from all the You're good, man. hanging out this week. But, uh... <clears throat> Got to the boat ramp and made a cast and caught a striper. I was like, well, that was pretty cool. See what's else there. Threw, caught two more sand bass. I was like, well, that's this is going to be a good 30 minutes to the end of my day. I'm just going to sit here and murder eating fish. And I made a cast, and my rod kind of hung up on me, and it went left. And I caught a 19-inch bass. And I was like, well, we got all three of them here. So I cast back to the same spot, and... Did it about 20 more times and went from having four fish for 57 to calling out all four of those in the last 30 minutes, putting up 97 inches. So, unbelievable. That's great. So, 97 inches, but tell us why it wasn't 99 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't claim to be an extremely smart person electronically. I'm not a or smart man. Any other way. But, uh, on the iPhone 11, the older ones, if you hold the camera button too long, it takes a thousand pictures. On the new iPhones, you hold the button, it takes a damn video. So I did that four times in a row without knowing it. And I called Dwayne. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this for Dwayne and Patrick and Bass 
they did everything they could for me to try and get this 20 and a half inch fish submitted into the tournament. And I emailed the video. I screenshot my phone with the location and time, but because they couldn't pull a picture out of that video with the location, and the timestamp, they're like, you can't use this fish. I'm sorry. And it, it is what it is. I get it. There's rules in the tournament. It's got to be there. And I told Dwayne and Batch the same thing. I was like, you know, I ain't mad at y'all. I mean, I'm not the one who knows how to use my own damn cell phone. So, <laughs> but yeah, I landed 97 <laughs> instead of 99. On oh, that man. Point, so. Well, if you, if you would have took a picture of that, it wouldn't have made the weigh-in quite as interesting because the final margin was only, I think, a half inch or a quarter inch. So, half uh, inch. Yeah. Half inch. Now imagine if you'd have lost by half an inch with that video. That really would have haunted yeah, your Yeah, I, I told Dwayne in a joking manner when I was leaving the Chamber of Commerce Wednesday night to uh, go meet up with Ryan and drink that two-inch sorrow away uh, that I was like, you know, it's all good. You know, I'm still your friend. I ain't mad at you. Rules are rules. I was like, but if this two inches screws me, we're going to be having a different conversation. <laughs> it almost did. It almost, it almost did. did man. Joe, but, go ahead, Ron. To that point, Joe, tell us, tell us about your deduction and your fish through the drive hole. I mean, th this is why everybody, we always talk about to win one of these big ones. You have to do everything right because stuff like this on both sides, I mean, it, this could have gone either way very easily. Yeah, on day two, um, I watched it come down to the little point with a camera to kind of take pictures of me, you know, for family albums and things, you know. And, hero um, shots. You got to get the so hero shots. I, exactly. So so I had to pull – I had pulled my Mirage – out and it laying on the back of my kayak because all I was doing was causing me problems. So uh, I I caught a fish, 22 and a half inch fish, had on my board laying, and it, it was it, it was calm, laid on the board. I went, God, this is the first fish to cooperate. I grabbed my camera, got it right up over the fish, taking picture, and it flopped. And down through the hole. No way. Way in my life. Oh left, no. Left the exit. Right. Yep. She went. She went right through the hole. My wife. I've got the pictures. They're 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 absolutely classic because I've got my head between my arms and I'm just bent over looking down the hole. And she yelled at me. She said, "Did you lose that fish?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gone. That was on one of the two we got off. I I, I lost a, a freaking giant. Uh, dumped twice. Came barreling toward the kayak. I was sitting in 35 feet of water all day long, throwing up on the beach and on the rocks, and and um, set the hook. Fish did his little acrobatic deal. Came straight toward the kayak, and I'm thinking. I can't slow him down. He went started under the kayak, and I took my rod around the tip of the kayak. When I did, the line wrapped over my rod tip, locked it in place, and that fish snapped that 16-pound uh, braid, a uh, braid, but the fluorocarbon just like that. He was gone. He jumped, he jumped six or eight times around me with my worm hanging out of his mouth, just going, "I'm over here." Yeah. 
it's one of those days. Ryan, weren't you nearby? Didn't you say you saw that one and it was like an eight, nine pounder maybe? What's that? Didn't you say you were near close enough to see that one jump or no? I wasn't. That was Josh Evans okay, and Josh. Um, Josh Fish Factor. They were, I think they were in the area when that went down. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, Josh is yeah. in the comments. Yeah, I, he said that was a giant. Crazy. Mike with Fish Factor videoed the whole deal, the whole thing. And he videoed that fish jumping around us there. Uh, he was he was well over eight. Could have been ten. He would have been a special addition to the leaderboard for sure. But not this time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, let's jump to day two, guys. I mean, obviously, I think you just went right back to the to the to the honey holes on day two to both spots, right? Except Mark, you didn't waste your day running around Possum Kingdom on day two, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, 25 yards from the ramp and put the spot lock on. <laughs> did the people, that, did anybody else launch with you? Uh, yeah, I had a couple people out there with me. Um, I had Pro Neighbor and uh, Justin Faircloth. And there was another, another gentleman, I can't remember his name. It's, it was him and his wife that were there. And he went fishing all day, and I'm pretty sure she put about 6,000 steps in around that marina. Cause she had her Hobie on the trailer along with his, and she didn't get to go out, so she looked pretty mad. Was she the lady that posted like the ramp, like drop the pin, like in the middle of the tournament? I, I was gonna try not to bring that up, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. hilarious. If anybody's looking for Mark catching 112 inches, he's right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've never had a spot for somebody to burn. And that got sent to me in a private message. And they're like, hey, somebody posted this. And are you the leader? <laughs> I was oh, like, man. yeah, that's, that's, that's right where I'm sitting. So, well. Oh, somebody, somebody Luckily, said it was... only took you like an hour to have your your 100 yeah. million inch limit. So that, that's not too bad. No. So as those people came back to the ramp, did anyone bother you, or did they just kind of sit and watch the show? Nobody tried to come in on you. Uh, anything, right? Nobody, nobody tried to move in on me. Um, I meant to mention them about day one, but old Justin Faircloth, uh, when I got back to the ramp, he was in the area, and I didn't have a net on my boat that day, and I don't know why, because I knew I was going to be throwing things with a lot of hooks on them, and I just left it in the trunk. And I'm probably going to blame that one on Ryan. But, uh, <laughs> got to man. Everybody else does. He kept me out way too late the night before, but Justin on day one for that last 30 minutes, he sat right there with me and just witnessed complete 30 minutes of madness to the point one time I had, I believe it was the 20 and a half that they didn't accept, but I started pulling her up and realized she only had one hook in her mouth. And from about 10 to 20 yards away, I was like, hey, throw me your net. And he didn't hesitate. He picked it up and threw it at me. <laughs> So I'm over there like catching nets and holding fish and it was it was a good time. But on day two, man, everybody was real polite. They kept their distance. I actually had to I talked to a pro neighbor in the morning. Um, Ryan, what's his real name? I'm drawing a blank. Um, old Daniel up there. Daniel. That's right. And so he had left that ramp at noon on day one and before he pulled out, he caught a fish on that ramp on a drop shot, a good one, about 20 inches. And I didn't know if he had planned on fishing the boat ramp that morning, so I politely told him. I was like, hey, man, I know you caught a fish here yesterday. I was like, 
I'm just going to let you know I'm not leaving this ramp. So we can share water. He goes, nope, I'm leaving. I was like, all right. And then everybody left me alone there day two. I talked. I, it was actually really boring. Because um, <laughs> I've never sat on one spot all day. I'm, it's just not how I fish. And uh, so I was there by myself. I think the camera boat showed up about seven something. Then Old Town got there later in the day. But all I had to talk to were the marina people. Um, the employees started showing up. People were walking. And I was just sitting there catching fish. So they'd stop and chat with me. So it was a good time. I at least had people to talk to to keep me sane. Now, Joe, you had a little more traffic over in your area on day two. Yeah, I I I was a little concerned because everybody everybody that fished that area knew where I was sitting on day one, and so I I couldn't sleep. Uh, I got up at two thirty, thinking, Lord, how am I going to get to that spot with my mirage uh, issues? And it's only three hundred yards, and the and the day before, everybody blew out of there. There was a lot of folks that went out of there on day one with their torpedoes and they flew out of there. I mean, heck they were on main lake before I got to the point, uh, on day one, I'm like, I, I figured when I turned the corner that it, in my mind all night long, I figured I could see myself turning the corner to look at my point to be that many kayaks sitting there. Like everybody, but there was no one there. I got there within seven minutes. I started marking fish on my electronics. I, I had schools of fish in three or four different areas within a hundred yards. And I just, you know, was so thankful. It was, it was very calm. I pulled up by the American flag, took my hat off, turned on the American, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and uh, listened to the Star Spangled Banner, said a little, prayer sat down and got busy that's what <laughs> i did the lord the lord put me there for a reason and i i had a job to do so i got busy doing it you sure did it and ryan didn't you play field mechanic Ooh. yeah yeah uh joe was telling me about his drive issues so i reached out to uh to Dwayne and Patrick to make sure, you know, it was cool if I, if I, A, fixed, you know, tried to fix his drive or B, gave him my drive and uh, we got, got his, you know, turned around back straight. I got over next to the bank and got out about chest deep in the water and crawled up under there and uh, got him straightened out. And that's when Joe made the decision to pull his drive out, which turned out to be costly. Uh, but, but we got it. We got it straightened back out. Anyways, it was windy. I mean, I could definitely see why that thought process went through his head because it's almost as much of a pain to only try to adjust yourself going forward as it is just to paddle anyway. So, uh, uh, that sorry, Joe. Sorry if that was what caused that fish. <laughs> no, man. It's it's all it's all good. I mean, I was paddling. The wind was blowing, and I was paddling to keep that fourteen in position to make the right pass with that wind howling around that point it was blowing me in circles and but i would i would paddle up there get in position put the paddle away start casting make two casts before it blew me back and then i had to paddle back up there and thank god lunch money came along helped me out 
Lunch money. He, he's usually taking lunch money, but he was giving, <laughs> giving out mechanic uh, stuff. I was in such a good mood Sunday. I was in such a good mood. Like Josh catching that big fish, Joe being on them. Like, I mean, I don't know, dude. I was just, I was in a, I was in a good place. And then after the tournament, you know, old fish factor throws in while Joe's uploading his fish and freaking hooks that 25 and gets it up there. And he pulls out this little minnow net trying to net this thing. And I was like, this ain't going to work, bud. So the fish is all caught up in the net. And I was like, here, let me get it. And I got the, the, you know, last 20 inches of the fish in my net. Uh, it was, uh, it was wild. I'm, I've not had more fun in a tournament, you know, in the actual tournament than being a part of all that. It's, it felt like every five minutes somebody was hooping and hollering somewhere. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think when you talk about that later, the lake in general, uh, everybody was just blown away by the lake, watching it from afar, begging for more tournaments to go there. They hope, maybe a you know another bass event or bos or whoever goes there sometime uh just because of the show you guys put on everybody wants to go there for a tournament now it's a it's, there had to be a dozen or more 24 inch plus fish caught between pre-fishing and the tournament i mean it was insane oh yeah. it was insane yeah and the funny thing is the lake wasn't even in optimal condition right if, after the rain <clears throat> no 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 uh when pk gets dirty those fish usually shut down and they don't want to play no more. And I guess the fact that it wasn't just, they actually had current pulling on this lake and it hadn't just settled dirty, man, they just took those fish, stuck them all in one spot and they still wanted food. They still ate. Got some good comments rolling in. Trying to get them on the screen for and you guys. So, so we went through Mark, the end of Mark's day too. Obviously, it ended a little quicker for Mark. I mean, Mark had kind of a flurry and just beat him up quick. Joe, you had a little more of a grind on it, and 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 this was a continual, you know, plug along just to uh, to get get the limit that you did. Tell us about how your day finished up there on day two. Well, around noon it slowed down. Uh, fish, uh, Mike with uh fish what's his what's his, what's his little website to call fish fish factor Life. fish factor yep. yeah okay anyway he and i he, he sat there with me for two and a half hours no fish factor he sat there with me for two and a half hours we were talking i said these things have slowed down a lot and um i felt he felt like i'd caught them all and i said no they, they just aren't here right now they'll be back and i never moved um, I stayed right there. And I, I I had about four different angles on that point that produced fish for two and a half days, and I stayed with them, and um, it was grind. I, I finally started catching some all some other types of fish, caught a big catfish, stripe, but uh, finally, you know, I heard about that got, striper story. That stripe, man. It was, uh, it was, we were sitting there. I had, he had just caught a fish and he was hooping and hollering. And I ran back over with the torpedo and all of a sudden Joe's rod about flies out of his hand and, and myself and Mike both get our phones out and we're videoing like, this is it. This is the fish that puts him over the top and he fights it and fights it and it's pulling drag and he gets it up there and it's a striper. And we were like, oh, like, <laughs> throwing the phones in the water. <laughs> We thought we had just caught history on camera right there. Uh, yeah, the, I'm sorry Mark, I disappointed, that's for sure. 
Yeah. Ryan, you were in kind of another, I mean, you, you and Mark <laughs> are good friends. Hilarious. You know, you and Mark are good friends. And then, you, you know, you know Joe as well. Uh, so you kind of had a front row seat for Joe, and then you're pulling for Mark to win at the same time. You were in a no-lose situation as a fan and a friend, I, That's right? what I was saying. I'm like, can both of them win? Like, this is nuts. <laughs> like, you know, me and Mark hang around and, and, and hang out all night and go to pool halls and, <laughs> and throw cornhole and talk trash all the time. And then I've got, like, Papa Joe here who's out here with a broke drive freaking smashing 20s. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know how this is how this is going to play. I wish they could just do a, a duel or something for it and <laughs> settle it that way. So Joe would win Such that one. No offense, Mark. but <laughs> Joe, Joe's a professional Scott. He, he's got it. When it came down no, to man, the pool, I, I thought he'd give up. That's awesome. Uh, see, let me, let me throw the leaderboard back up. I want to know one thing you got bass had that round table thing at the end of day two, you know, obviously they didn't announce the winners until Friday. So you guys did the round table. Everybody was talking around the table. Did y'all stay tight lipped and tell the trophy presentation or did you guys kind of know? I didn't even really say anything at the round table, nor was I really asked to. And Joe didn't really get to talk much either. So I think it was more of bass giving the other guys a chance to talk and kind of pushing us off knowing what could have might have happened. I don't know, but yeah, I, I didn't really get to say much at the round table. But between the two of y'all, y'all didn't do the math with each other and figure it out. You just kind of waited to see. No. <laughs> I, I Joe, know. I want you to weigh in. Joe, you weigh in on this and then I'll tell them the real truth. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I was on the water. I hadn't really thought about it too much, to be honest with you. But Ryan was on the water, and he was, like, doing the math, and he's going, like, man, this is close. He's, I said, really? I did. I, mean, I, I had no idea. And he said, yes. It's, he says, it's real close. And um, so I just said, well, I need to catch another fish. Just need another upgrade. Never came, but I gave it all I had. Uh, but uh, but I, had, I really had no idea it was as close as it was, to be honest with you. I had heard my kind of morning – uh, Mark and had, and I just, you know, whatever happens, I've had the best experience here of my life. God put me on this little spot, told me to stay here, and that's what I did. I, I sat and watched all this play out, and I didn't know if Mark had called up again or not. I, and Joe, Joe is old school now. Joe has like a a little booklet that he writes down in red marker every fish that he catches in the links and there's some sort of code that where you can decode if he submitted his fish or not i couldn't figure that part out so we're talking at the end of the day and i'm looking at this book and i'm trying to add stuff up and i'm like i, I mean i thought I, I thought it was within like a quarter inch or a half inch either way because i wasn't sure what he had you know what he had and what had been submitted and then, you know, I told Mark, I was like, man, I'm going to try to get back home to this tournament on Chickamauga. If you want to meet me in, in Fort Worth, I'll take you to dinner. And, you know, we'll go out and, and if, if you win, it's a celebration. If, if not, it's a celebration for second place. So we're sitting there at Billy Bob's at this table, listening to this concert. Shout out to Albert for hooking us up with a table there at Billy Bob's. But uh, there you go, Albert. Mark's like, you know, he has this like look of, look look at this angst on his face and i'm like what's wrong he's like dude i'm kind of nervous he's like i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i got this or not and i'm like buddy i don't know either and i, I didn't and I, i'm like what you know 
I would hate to be like, yeah, Mark, you got it. And then we're wrong. So everybody all night is just kind of like, all right, good job for maybe winning, Mark. Like, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. The momentum was with Mark. Obviously, everybody was kind of congratulating him late Thursday. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I know Joe was catching him late. This thing is is nerve-wracking. And I think you could tell the emotions on the stage were real, that you guys were, you know, were shocked with the finishes. Oh. Definitely. I mean, I know I had a wild morning popping off a nine pounder first thing. Just, I was, dude, my nerves were shot at that point and shaking everywhere. And then to proceed to just, I had a couple small fish and then just cold everything out completely except for the 24. I mean, that was insane. But I knew Joe was on fish, like on good fish. Nobody puts up 107 inches in day one and then. Catches he caught fish in the morning that he had posted. I was like, well, he's back on to school. You know, if I do win this, I mean, it's he's going to have to not finish out 100 inches. He's he has to get 103 to beat me. And I knew he had all possibility of doing it. And the last time I looked at the leaderboard was about 10:30 in the morning, and he was moving on up the ranks. And man, I I was a nervous wreck for two days. Uh, my emotions i'm not typically an emotional person um but i've never felt feelings like that before and it was just all over the place it was nuts all right uh clifton's got a question for you mark and if you can see it on the screen are you the new standard in texas please be cocky with the answer uh uh, if you rely on fishing by luck yeah you can call me the new standard in texas <laughs> Uh, no, there's, there's way too, I won one big tournament guys and I won the right tournament. Uh, but there's, there's so many good sticks here in Texas that can wax me any day of the week. No, no, I'm not a new standard, but, uh, I think I'm going to hold my one day record for a while. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. I like this tournament. I like the way that it's set up. What just happened? We get monster. I don't know. I think we're good. Go ahead, Ryan. No, you got you got no sound, Ryan. I don't know why, because you're not muted. Try and leave and come back to the stream and see what happens. Your mouth's moving, but it ain't no sound, brother. I'm going to unmute you. Try that. How's that, buddy? No? I mean, it's Try. all for the best, Ryan. We don't. I don't like his voice, anyways. No, he'll he'll come back in. This, this he'll leave and come back up. in. So why don't you both? I mean, Joe, you can tell us uh, since Mark just answered that question. How did it feel up on that stage in that arena uh, with the lights and everything going on? Was was that kind of a surreal feeling up there? I absolutely. I I've been around Bassmaster Classics a lot over the years. Uh, I've been out with cameras taking pictures of the professional fishermen being on that stage. Just their dreams coming true. And I've watched Jordan Lee win two classics. Jordan's a kid that, well, he's not a kid anymore, but someone that I have a lot of respect for. Grew up in Coleman fishing tournaments with him over the years. Uh, him and his brother, brother Matt, uh, just, you know, being around the classic, but getting on the stage is totally different. 
you look out there and you see the fans, you see the cameras, and you know you've done something special. Uh, the fact that this was the very first classic where the kayaking anglers were being front stage was awesome. And um, being there myself, I tell you, I'm one of the older guys probably that's competing, but uh, I, I have a passion, and being there was wonderful. Welcome back, Ryan. Hey, uh, yeah, welcome back. I'm going to follow up to something Ryan said before the tur- or during the tournament. That, is it true that your bass boat was the very first boat Jordan Lee ever fished off of or something to that effect, Joe? Uh, not, no, no. Uh, what happened was Jordan Lee's very first classic on lake conroe in 2017 uh his boat broke down a lot like my situation at pk <laughs> uh, jordan's boat broke down i had been marshal for four days on championship ah, okay. sunday i had my i had my boat there and i went out with my cameras to follow jordan around and take pictures he was in 15th place we had talked before takeoff told me where to meet him i met him at a bridge and his boat broke down at that bridge, so he had to idle to one point. He stayed on that point all day long, fishing a stretch, maybe 70 yards, 75 <laughs> yards long, back and forth, all day long. Absolutely a reflection of what I did. And when it came time to go in, he had to put his fish in my boat, in my way sack, because nobody had a bag. And he came in in my boat, so I called him in in his very first classic win. Uh, wow, twenty-seven pound sack! It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Awesome story. Ryan, Sorry, can you hear us? Yeah, my daughter was trying to Facetime me, uh, and uh, if I don't answer, then she calls forty more times. She's, it's a little trick she does. What about when you call her? Does she pick up right away? No, she never picks up at all. So <laughs> it's really, really clever. That's how that goes. It's a double <laughs> double standard for sure. Yep. Uh, so after the event, you guys uh, stayed at the expo. Did any of you guys talk to any of the folks that were casual, uh, you know, bass fans that kind of heard about the limits you guys put up at the kayak uh, side of things? Did anybody aware of what went down or ask you guys anything about that? I actually, uh, on the last, uh, yesterday at the expo, I ran into a couple people. They're like, dude, that was insane. 112 inches turning x record that's great but uh, there wasn't a lot of people that equated what we put up inch wise to weight wise and once we explained it they were in awe of what happened because the top two guys put up bigger sacks than the pros did in three days i mean not to take any way <laughs> anything away from paint carrier or any of them but i mean to run 70 80 pounds in the two-day kayak tournament <clears throat> I find that pretty interesting compared to what they did. But the head PR lady, I got to meet her Friday or Saturday back, Sunday backstage. I'm lowered, I'm tired. But I met her backstage as all all of them were rolling through. I was sitting there taking pictures and talking to all the pros. And uh, she came up, she goes, how much weight do you think you put up? And I was like, well, probably 70, 80 pounds, somewhere in there. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past really 80. She goes, do you realize the amount of weight you caught in, in a tournament? I was like, well, I understand it. I can do math. But I was like, 
I, I fish six years of kayaks. So everything's by length. So when I catch a big fish, it's just a really big fish to me. It's not some something to write home about, but I would like a 12-pounder here soon. The uh, the new standard from some people that were commenting on you guys' events is we measure them in feet now, not inches. So <laughs> yeah, might sure. be the way to start. And Mark, you It'll sound better if you tell a dude. You had the guy that we met at Billy Bob's on Thursday night that actually came to watch Mark's wait. This guy, I mean, random guy, came up talking to us, uh, hanging out at the bar Thursday night, and asked for autographs. And I was like, this guy's going to, you know, this guy's got a good shot at winning the big trophy tomorrow. And he was on the floor banging on the fence to get Mark's attention after he won it. That was, that was so cool. He, he actually, uh, he found me on Facebook and actually messaged me uh, yesterday. And uh, I think we're going to hook up. The, he's not, I mean, I don't want to put anybody's business out there. He's just in a tough situation in his life right now. Um, and I got a couple extra kayaks laying around, so I'm going to run one of those kayaks to him. And uh, that way he can at least get on the water. It, it's a, it's an easy-to-carry kayak. He can rooftop it on the car that he has. That's that awesome, he can man. Get on the water. That's good stuff. You created yeah. kayak fishing's first fan, Mark, I think. <laughs> I, I've never had fans, but walking around the expo and having my last name yelled was – it was it was it was mind-boggling. Um, still hadn't settled in, so but it was it was really neat to experience all this. There was uh, something else I wanted to bring up from day two from the weigh-in stage, which uh, made me feel like I was cutting onions there towards the end of the thing, Ugh. and that was uh, when they awarded Joe the second place check. Uh, this was after uh, David had come up and shared a story about his son. Uh, JT, Jason, and, Jason, Jason, or Jason. I'm sorry, Jason. Jason yeah, about, about his son, uh, JT, and, and the the disease he was fighting, and asked for some help there. And for Joe to just out of the blue step up and donate his winnings to to that family and that cause, what an emotional moment that was. Uh, Joe, what led you to do that? Were you planning on doing that, or just something that hit you and said, "I'm doing that," or or what? Look at that hat right there. That's awesome, Mark. That's great. Um, you know. I came to Possum Kingdom to fish, have a good time, make memories. Um, I had no idea it would end up like it did. And I I truly give God all the glory. And he uses me to help others in my walk through life. And after Jason got up there and got his seventh place uh, award, it just... It was, it was, it was just like the light went on. I knew what I was going to do. I didn't care if I, you know, if I had won first place, I, I intended to give him whatever I earned that day because it never was mine to begin with. And so for me to do that, uh, you know, it, it came from the heart and I, I, I was honored to do it guys. And I can tell you, since that moment, the outpouring in our kayak family has been unbelievable. Yeah, Un Crazy. unbelievable awesome. gesture. So we were talking about that in our in our group chat, and I'm like, you know, we need to put together some some sort of of KBN charity tournament. So I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there now. Y'all can drop it in the comments, kick around some ideas. I don't care if it's live, online, monthly, whatever you want to do. I just want to get 
get some attention and get some help, you know, toward, toward this cause. And Mark and I, you know, when I took Mark out, we were hanging out with some of my friends from Nashville, some of the Mossy Oak guys, some of the hook, like the guys that run hook. And one of the gentlemen that was there, uh, he's a businessman from Utah, has nothing to do with fishing at all. Uh, he was very concerned about Mark winning this tournament. He came, Dusty, Dusty came running up. He's like, did he win? Did Mark win? Did Mark win? I'm like, yeah, he did it, man. But then I told him the story of what Joe did. And, dude, he teared up and, like, you know, I mean, like we all did. And he's like, whatever y'all need, I'm in. Put together a charity tournament, I'm in. You know, send me the link, send me wherever, wherever the money needs to go. So, you know, we're getting a lot of support for it, and I think it's a great cause. So let's, you know, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, in the yeah, comments go we got. Now. Yeah, we got Dwayne saying he'll host it. Steve Fields is in to support it. I think anybody's in to support it, so it's going to be amazing. Uh, we'll I think an online tournament would be really good for that. <clears throat> it reached nationwide. Disadvantage of that is that money would run through Venmo or something. If there's a way we get that money so Uncle Sam doesn't have to stick his hands in that crap, and that can all go to JT, would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll, we'll figure out a way. Are there any? Uh, Underworld accountants in our group, let us know that we can uh, sure try to hide that. Money. I'm sure there are plenty, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> my wife works ability, we could figure it out. Now, that, that, that was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen happen on a weigh in stage. On top of just the, the, the grandeur of the, the trophy given away to Mark and then for Joe to follow it up with that, with that uh, donation, I mean, unbelievable. And then if you saw on the page, there was a huge outpouring of support to savejt.com. There's links in the comments now. And I think a lot of people started pouring on top of that. So we we'll keep that snowball rolling. If they can't can. see it, there it is, savejt.com. <laughs> Where'd you get that hat? You buy it on their uh, website? or J No, Jason gave it to me, my wife, and my nephew. He's got his right there. All right, um, all right. I ran into Jason on, uh, I think it was Saturday, and uh, he he's like, hey, would you like a hat? I was like, yeah. I was like, how much are these, though? They're free if you would just wear it. And I told him, I was like, you know, I'll at least if if I if I can at the time I'll wear it in the in the podcast that I do. I'll definitely mention it. So I'm gonna find a way to keep it in every video screen that I get to appear on, and make sure him and his little boy get taken care of. And I got to meet JT, and he, he's a handsome little dude. So anything we can do for them would be awesome. There it is. I like it. I like it. Joe's, boys. Looking, Joe's looking fly in that hat. Yeah, he is. They're good yeah, hats, man. They, they didn't waste any scratch on them. This look like this from California. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, That's awesome. Let's keep this rolling, guys. It's a, it's a worthy cause. A great family. Got to meet JT at the expo. It's unbelievable. Let's um, let's make sure this doesn't stop. There may be others that need help too, but we're a big family. We got big hearts, and let's make this happen. Okay. Yes, sir. I love For it. Sure. I love it. Uh, everybody in the comments, of course, supporting that cause. Uh, Dwayne Wally had a good idea. Said maybe we can drop it directly into Jason's PayPal, like a friends and family thing, and just get a roster for the tournament after the fact. So we'll figure out a workaround on that. I did. I did see a comment pop up from Clinton that he threw up on a screen, so we could see it. That he had asked about the bar we found. <laughs> and ask if it was as good as the one on Fork. And uh, we, we started out at Boondocks for the first couple of nights, and it's a great little place. They got these, they got good food until their AC goes out, and then it's just an unbearable place. And 
if you're a really good customer, they let you drink in the cooler. <laughs> we decided yeah, that, we didn't that want to do first. that. I think we struck gold on Wednesday night. We ended up at a little place called like PK Sports Lounge or something. And man, we walked in and I signed Ryan up for a pool tournament that he didn't even know he was going to play in. <laughs> and uh, we asked Ooh. if we could bring our cornhole boards in because, I mean, that's what we do. We drink and play cornhole. Um, you know, typically Ryan kicks the crap out of me. I'll get lucky every now and then. But uh, we, they're like, yeah, bring them in. We brought them in and literally moved their tables out of the way so we could play cornhole. They let us play all night. It, it was a good time. Was that prior to day two? Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was prior <laughs> to day two. I got home about <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning. So I ended Iron up man. in, like, the finals of the pool tournament. I lost on the eight ball like a clown, and we leave there at, like, 1230. And then when I'm looking at Mark's limits popping up, I'm like, there's no freaking – like, we literally – I mean, we, we've been <laughs> – We'd been home for like four hours before it was time to go fish. Uh, it was real. It turns out it was real. And that Boy. that was Sunday night to Wednesday night. Actually, it was Sunday night to uh, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is the only night I, I haven't been out. Unreal. I'm proud of you, Mark. Thanks. Yeah, me too, Mark. Instant Jerk legends, both Mark. of you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, man, I think both. I think both. I think I think both of you got instant legend legend status on KBN. So, for sure, good that was a it. battle. That was a battle. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this: Joe gives some good hugs, man. That was one of the best hugs I ever had. When he <laughs> me on stage. He damn near squeezed the air out of me. Joe tear you up on a hug, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is with Joe. He's a good hugger. Uh, he does all right, man. That's good stuff. You guys are awesome, man. It's been an unbelievable night. Uh, Great interviews. Anything else you want to add before we let these guys get out of here and get some rest, Brian? I mean, overall, just a review of the event. It was, uh, it was, it was a great event. Patrick, you know, Patrick and Dwayne worked really hard. Patrick, man. So getting into the classic to see the to see the awards was such a headache, and you know, we were having trouble figuring out which door to go in and, and what to do. And Patrick shows up at the door. Just, I mean, like you know, sweating. I mean, he had been running around the building trying to get all of us in there to be able to to watch, you know, history be made. So hats off to that. And I hope that this continues to grow. And what we've been talking about, I would love to see Bass, you know, maybe do a get together before the kayak award. So you have all the kayakers together and get everyone in at one time around the stage, get everything set up, do the awards and then roll us right back out. I think that would be awesome to build numbers. So there's a lot of a lot of kayak anglers there to watch, but also to make it easier on bass security. So they're not having to worry about who's in, who's out or whatnot. But, you know, seeing that stage, seeing Mark hold that trophy up, uh, it, it was it was awesome. Like that was that's worth anything that anything that you could give up in life yeah. <laughs> to see Mark do that. I'll tell you on what. That, on that note, if I could swing it in real quick, um, Holding up the trophy is great. Um, getting to see my family go nuts up there. My dad was there, my wife, my son, my nephew. Seeing them go crazy was great. Um, but what I, what really got my attention was all the DFW fans that showed up and the guys from the tournament that when I walked out on that corner, I've never seen Guillermo really act out of place. He's usually a very professional person. Oh, and I man. lifted up that trophy and my eyes looked down and all I see is this dude with long hair and a beard just <laughs> jumping around like he's having a conniption fit. And, I mean, I think that set my emotions even worse off from there. 
to see friends of mine that have been with me for the last six years doing all this. He did four or five toe touches, I'm pretty sure. I didn't realize he had yeah. that kind of flexibility. It was crazy. <laughs> you, done, you done got G outside himself, Mark. Way to go, he, man. He was, I mean, man. He was going off. Just to see everybody down there and how excited they were that the kayakers were on the stage and we were getting recognized. I mean, huge shout-out to everybody that supported all of us and actually came to the weigh-in for the top ten. I mean, that that speaks volumes in our sport. Hey, oh, also, by I, the way, another story. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jeff. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, Brad Case. So I didn't realize this. You know, Brad Case was really <laughs> catching some fish great on day two. Apparently, he rolled up on Clint, and Clint's like, yeah, I've only got three fish or whatever. Brad Case cut his lure off and gave it to Clint and was like, here you go. This is what they're eating. Catch him. Like, <laughs> who does that? That's crazy. Thought, Hats off to Brad. You, and congrats on your third place finish as well, Brad. I thought you were gonna say he cut his butt. Not never mind. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to compliment all you guys because watching that live stream and trying to get it to the to our page, I thought the kayak anglers, all ten of y'all, handed yourselves like pros up on the stage talking to the guy. I mean, that's kind of a place where somebody could freeze up, but everybody was cool, calm. Sounded like pros up there, so good on y'all up on up on stage handling all that. And by the way, the the. I don't know what you call him, moderator, announcer, the announcer guy did Hank. so much better this year. So much better this year. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, uh, Mark or Joey, you guys want to thank any sponsors or do anything before we let everybody get out of here? I'll, go ahead, Joey. No, man. You won't have even a second. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, everybody knows I run with Old Town. I wear it almost anywhere I can. Uh, one of the greatest boats out there. Um, Joe, I said you have drive problems and everything. We got a lock on it. Bro. It'll hold you in place. You don't got to worry about nothing. So, you know, give me, give us a call. We might get to be able to get you straightened out on that. But besides that, um, Excite Baits, Lloyd's been my first sponsor from the get-go. Um, he makes some of the best soft plastics out there. He's got some square bills, and we've got some divers and other stuff coming down the line. It's super exciting for him. Um, ALX rods, I mean, they're the ones that kept the fish on the line for me. And then uh, Angler's Pro Tackle, I didn't really get them to give them a shout-out um, on stage. Um, I guess the nervousness got to me. I just kind of read my jersey. But <laughs> Angler's Pro Tackle, um, there's their hat right there. Um, they sold me my first kayak, and Rick and Patty are the ones that really helped me through the bass fishing stages of – you should probably stop throwing a spin caster and get yourself some bait casters. Nope. So, huge shout out to Anglers Pro Tackle for you know also being there with me since the beginning. Outstanding, outstanding. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Element Outdoors, the new uh, outdoor apparel company. Uh, they kind of got behind me a little bit this year. Before it was uh, Real Tree, and still, still, still got Real Tree in my back. Uh oh, anyway, uh, just a big shout out to the man upstairs for really helping me make the right decisions. And I really appreciate everybody's support. It's been unbelievable. And uh, I'm not sure I'll ever make the rock star status of uh, much money and car, but I'm gonna, for an old guy, for an old guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk it for all the boys. I don't know. I think you're there. I think you're there, <laughs> you, Joe. I don't you know. I think you made park, it, Joe. Joe. You knocked it out of the park. Yes, sir. Hammer, dude. You're a straight hammer. All right. What do you say, Ryan? You want to wrap this thing up? Done. 
SaveJT.com. Super proud of you guys both. Seriously, I couldn't be happier. Thank you. Unreal. Unreal. Thanks, Brian. Unreal. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We're going to wrap it up. See you all next Monday. Congrats, fellas. Thank you. Carry on. Save JT.